If you had one piece of advice for someone who wants to thrive in your field, what would it be? Take a 20-year-old who wants to make a contribution in your area. Have one thing, have, have things that you do very deeply and relevant things that you learn very broadly. It, at least if you're trying to, going to try to synthesize your own theories here. Um, I, there, is, there is a frame of mind that may have something to do with having grown up reading science fiction, which is something like being willing to look ahead more than one step, um, being willing to imagine things that work unlike the present thing you're working on that differ from that in more than one way, respecting general intelligence, um, being able to put yourself in the shoes of the AI that you are imagining using some alignment method on. So that, that's, a, that's a pretty tough question. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I think that in a pragmatic sense, work for one of the existing organizations, cough, cough, like us, is like a genuinely good piece of advice if you want to end up working here. <laughs> Perhaps a related question. What, if anything, do you wish you had done differently in your 20s? Oh, hell, that's a pretty large question. Um, so, so a snappy answer is, uh, I wish I'd invested in Bitcoin, which, you know, was, was being posted to the mailing lists and blog posts where I hung out back when it was back when they were a penny apiece. <laughs> so leaving aside snappy answers like that one, um, I feel like there's been a lot of I, I feel like some of the things that seem indirect have have been the things that ended up being most successful and that I wish I'd done earlier. Like spend two years blogging about human rationality is not obviously a good strategy for rallying people together against the the AI doom problem. <laughs> um but it turns out that if you want that there's long chains of reasoning involved and it peep and a lot of people like get off the train at a way that corresponds to like one mistake like one category of reasoning and it turns out that if you like sort of walk people through the general algorithms underlying all of the specific steps in reasoning you want them to make that actually turns out to be much more effective than yelling at people over and over again <laughs> i sort of wish i'd done that sooner it's plausible in retrospect that I shouldn't have gone the nonprofit route, that I should have risked everything on rolling the dice on doing my own internet startup back in the dot-com days, because nonprofits end up being very constrained by the need to seem reasonable to their donors. I expect it doesn't feel that way to the donors. I expect the donors think they're being reasonable. I don't think the donors are being unreasonable. I, I model them as like wanting reasonable explanations for things. But I think that when Elon Musk wants to get something done, he is able to gather this group of people, give them this thing to do, and there is like not a need to constantly be doing it in a way that looks reasonable to anyone except for Elon Musk. It also turns out that when Elon Musk is doing something like starting OpenAI, he invites other internet tycoons into the room and doesn't invite Nick Bostrom. So that's a kind of way that the people who seem to have a bunch of pragmatic power over this issue seem to think if you're 
not wealthy if you're and not just wealthy if you're like not a startup person you obviously don't have anything very important to say about whether openness in ai or trying to give an ai to everyone is a good or bad idea that's just the way a lot of them think and given that that's the way that things are playing out maybe i should have rolled everything on the very uncertain chance of being a dot com tycoon instead of going the route i did what about education do you feel that having gotten a formal education or you know accredited with a phd would have been worth the hassle for you nope nope definitely not i don't regret that at all and i actually don't regret it for you but it just seems like it'd be natural to second guess that given not the actual utility of having gone through the curriculum for you. But again, it's a a social signaling cue, which allows people more free attention to take your argument seriously. I mean, if I had a PhD, they would be like, are you an eminent voice in your field? Come back when you're an eminent voice in your field. I don't think that people who say, where's your PhD are genuinely like that that is their true rejection. And if you come back with a PhD, they're happy. I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot of people with PhDs speaking up now, and that the people who just have PhDs, um, they hardly get any notice. The the notices to people like Professor Stuart Russell, who have eminent track records that are much harder to build up than just getting a PhD. That's a lifetime of work there. Ten years from now, what do you think you'll regret doing too much of or too little of at this point in your life? If I knew that, I would be doing it differently. <laughs> That that's a well. That, that's interesting. Well, I mean that that is part of the problem of being a human being. You might actually be able to answer this question accurately and still not have found the motivation to do these things differently in the present. I think that I understand the concept of limited stamina well enough that I would not be beating myself up that hard about being unable to work sixteen hours per day like some of my healthier friends. <laughs> I, I I think I I think I would understand that. Um, and be self-forgiving about it. I think that the, that I think that the that the things that I beat myself up for are strategic mistakes where it seems like I could have reasonably known better somehow. And investing in Bitcoin when people first talk about it, it's like a penny a piece. That's kind of plausible. I don't beat myself up too hard. I had I told myself it is not my job to be an investor. It is my job to like go off and solve AI alignment technical problems. But like my donors, some of my donors are investors. They will invest in crypto. If it takes off, they will donate to us. That actually happened, basically. Like that reasoning turned out to be basically correct. Um, so I don't like blame myself that hard. But there's still, you know, some amount of me that fantasizes about having gotten in at the right time and gotten out at the right time. And I know better. I know better, but that's where my mind goes anyway. If, if, I, if I knew that I actually had a realistic option right now that I was going to regret not taking... I would do the thing. I would just do the thing. All right. So the last question, which uh, I'm going to have to close the door to one of your answers because it's all too predictable based on our conversation. But if you could solve just one mystery or problem as a scientist or intellectual, what would it be? And the answer can't be the AI alignment problem. Um, I think that if we were going by the thing that sort of viscerally puzzles me most, it would be the answer to why does anything exist in the first place? 
And I, I realize that that question is probably not well phrased. The, answer, the, the real question I should be asking is probably something like, why do th- some things exist more than others? <laughs> um, but in terms of great question to which I'd most want the answer just for my own curiosity and not for the civilizational reasons, do-gooding reasons, that's the one. <laughs>